0: Hey there and welcome to episode 89 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGilray, the weight loss coach for runners. And today I'm talking fat adapted ultra running success with Kelly French, actually. She's talking about her fat adapted ultra running success. So on Sunday afternoons, over in the Running Lean community on Facebook, I do these live training and coaching sessions. And this past week, I brought on a special guest, Uh, Kelly French. And we had a fun and informative conversation all about her experience of becoming a fat adapted runner. So Kelly's an ultra runner who came to me for help transitioning to the low carb way of life. She wanted to lose a little bit of weight and she wanted to improve her running performance. So she made it through that tough transition period. I helped her kind of get through the transition period from, you know, being a primarily a sugar burner to be becoming a super efficient fat burning machine. And since adopting this approach, she's run two ultra marathons with great success. And she's going to tell you all about that. She's also become quite a bit leaner in the process and says she feels the best that she's felt in years. Kelly and I had a ton of fun working together. She's done an amazing job of sticking with the program as you will see. And I just have no doubt you're going to enjoy this conversation with Kelly and you're going to get something out of this episode. But first, if you like this podcast, definitely come check out the Running Lean community on Facebook, and and the two kind of go hand in hand. The the community on Facebook gives you a chance to ask questions and join in the conversation, and you can participate in those Sunday lives that I do, Um, and you can ask questions, and we can have some fun, and and sometimes I I interview some of my clients and some other professionals and other people, uh, experts in the field of health and fitness, running and nutrition, And we just have a lot of fun over there. So just search for Running Lean Community on Facebook and join us. And here's another five star review of the Running Lean podcast. And this one's from BW485. And BW485 says, Great information. I started listening as a way to get motivated to train for a half. But I've continued to listen because of all the great information Patrick shares each week. I've learned so much about health and nutrition that I've started making changes to my diet. And I can't wait to see how these changes improve my running. This podcast is great for anyone looking to not just improve their running, but their whole life. Yes, I love it. <laughs> and a lot of the principles I talk about here, yes, they apply to more than just running, more than just you know trying to lose weight. Um, mindset mindset is huge. It's it's the foundation of everything we do. If you want to get uh, success in any area of your life, it requires the right mindset. And if you enjoy this podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you would just take a moment to leave a quick review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. Just go to the podcast, scroll down where it says, uh, rate and review, tap the stars and leave a few words. I would love that. Um, And then we're still doing the uh, th- uh, four weeks to fat adapted running over in the running lean coaching group. So this is my monthly membership program. And each month we, we have sort of a different topic that we cover in great detail. We do a lot of work around a specific topic in this month, September, 2021. It's all about fat adapted running, becoming a fat adapted runner. So we're talking about how to do it, how to get started, what foods to eat, which you should definitely avoid, the kinds of carbs that are good and the kinds you should stay away from, how to get through this tough transition period, all that stuff. Um, And we just got started this past week, so you haven't really missed much. If you wanna still join us, you can absolutely do that. Um, And we have replays of all the uh, coaching and training uh, sessions that we do in there, so you, you won't miss anything, I promise you. Just go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash join and join us. It would be super fun to see you in there. And if you ever want a little bit of help, uh, a little more personalized help, um, I'm a coach. I do one-on-one coaching. This is what I specialize in. This is my my forte. This is my specialty. Um, if you just want help becoming a fat-adapted runner and you just want to work with with me, like imagine what you can accomplish working one-on-one with a coach for for like three months at a time. You can just become the most badass version of yourself. I promise you. It's awesome. Um, And and with one-on-one coaching, you also get access to the Running Lean coaching group. So it's kind of like a win-win. If you want to apply for one-on-one coaching, just go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash apply. And hopefully, we'll have a little conversation and uh, see if coaching is a good fit for you. It's not a great fit for everybody. Some people are like, nah, that doesn't sound like Like me. But for a lot of people, it, it's, it's exactly what they need. And Kelly was one of those people. So um, like I said in the intro, Kelly French is an ultra runner. She d- decided she wanted to try this like low carb thing. You know, she wanted to lose some weight, but really she wanted to improve her running performance. Weight loss wasn't her like her main goal. She wanted to become a better runner. And she's done an amazing job of making this work for her. And, and she's somebody that has kind of special, special dietary considerations. And so, you know, it was, I want you guys to see that, you know, you can make this work no matter what your dietary sort of preferences are. Okay. So she's had some pretty great success with a couple of recent ultramarathons. So since becoming fat adapted, she's run two ultramarathons, and this is only in the last few months. This all happens sort of in the last three months ish. But I'm going to let her tell you all about it. So, without further ado, here's my recent conversation with Kelly French. Kelly is an ultra runner and just an awesome human being, by the way. And she came for me, uh, came to me for some help in getting leaner and getting stronger um, as an ultra runner. And so, uh, together, we, you know, kind of I coached her through the the fat adaptation process through. Uh, a low carb approach to running and, uh, helped her get through that challenging (laughs) fat adaptation phase, which, uh, I think she's going to talk to us a little bit about here today too. And since then she's, um, had some really great results, uh, including, uh, two pretty successful ultra marathons that she's done recently. And um, so we're going to just get into this. I I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun with this. I know Kelly and I were just talking before we started here that we're going to have fun today, right? So Kelly, introduce yourself, just tell us who you are and, and let talk about a little bit about what drove you to seek out coaching. Like what was it that was going on with you where you wanted to get some help?
1: Yes. um, Well, hello, everybody. (laughs) Um, I guess it was maybe a few months before I decided to do the coaching that I just was almost in a place of just some bad habits and just some a lifestyle that it just was not working. I was, I'm going to be completely honest. Like I'm not going to hold anything back. I, I was drinking on a regular basis. No matter if I was happy, celebrating, sad, whatever it was, I was using that to cope. Um, I was the same thing I'm doing now running all the time, um, still doing trail races, still exercising, but I was also, you know, kind of having the mentality of I can eat whatever I want. I just ran all these miles. Um, I didn't have the mindset of what I was putting into my body, you know, maybe wasn't healthy. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of the results as in, you know, my speed, I wanted to hit certain things and I, and I wasn't, and it was probably, you know, a couple weeks before that I was At work, you know, listening on some headphones and was like, you know, I wonder what is out there that I could listen to, that maybe there's some podcasts or self-help or somebody who's in the running community. Um, because I was just at a a little bit of a low point at that time. And it was very interesting because I started listening to a couple of your podcasts, and there was a few things that you said is, you know, hey this is what I went through. This is what my life was like. And now here I am today doing A to Z and I, I'm just have all these results. I'm a better person mentally. So I saw that you were looking for people. You could sign up and kind of give your story on if it was a good fit to get some coaching and to get some help. And I said, you know what? I listening to you, I felt like I knew you. I felt for, for, a reason you could help me. So I reached out and I said, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm looking to do. And, and then the next day you got back to me and we had a one-on-one and it was just the best thing that could have ever happened to me in my life. So yeah, that's kind of how it started.
0: Yeah. So what were a couple of those goals that you were hoping to accomplish? Like, what did you want to get out of coaching? Um, besides just like getting a little bit faster, like, um, Talk a little bit about that.
1: Very interesting. So in the very beginning, I think my goal was to just feel better, feel healthy. Um, and definitely I wanted to, at that time, the goal was I don't lose 15 pounds, um, to take some of the weight off, to kind of have some mental clarity. I just needed, I needed direction, Um And before this, I mean, I tried things like cleanses, right? I tried Mm -hmm. at one point weight watchers. Um, I tried just things that were very much so quick fixes, things that were not going to be long-term and, um, you know... (sighs) that's just kind of how it was in the beginning. So at that point met you, know, I was like, my goal is just, it really was just to lose weight and feel better. I didn't like when I first started, there wasn't anything concrete yet. Yeah. In the yeah, very, very beginning it was weight loss. That was it.
0: That's fair. And, um, so tell, tell me a little bit about running was like for you, like before we started working together, how was, your running performance. How did you feel running? how did you feel about running? Um, where were you?
1: Sure. So I would have to say, um, still, I can relate at this time. The best part about running for me in general is the group of women that I run with. That's always going to be special to me. I have really close friends that run um, such an amazing group of athlete women. At that point, I didn't have concrete goals with running. I wasn't, my goal was to always be in, to finish, quote unquote. Yeah. I guess I was more like, yeah, I'm in back of the pack. I, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm just here to finish. And I was slower. And even when I ran, you know, if I ate just carb load before I, you know, I was like, oh my gosh. I have a half marathon. I need to eat bagel or peanut butter. I got to get up an hour early and just, and I almost, I would run and I would feel kind of slow and being kind of like, just, I wasn't feeling good about myself. Um, I loved to do it for the fun of it, but I was more settling with being slow, mediocre, um, just kind of, being there and then not feeling good when I was running. Like I just kind of, I would, um, where I have these conversations with girlfriends every day, I would load up on goose. Oh, you, you're going to have these goose. You're going to feel so great. You know, you take the chews. take chews with you. You're going to feel fantastic. Take salt tablets. I mean, the list goes on. You're going to be high performance if, if you eat this before. And you just, I felt like trash really. Um, so I was not feeling good, like during the runs. I loved the people I was with. And I love the group. I still love the group of people I run with. Um, but I, I didn't feel strong at that time. No, I was just there. I was just there. I feel like.
0: Gotcha. So we started working together and you wanted to kind of get into this fat adaptation thing. You wanted to become a fat adapted runner. Um, what sort of changes did you make? Like, how was that process for you? What was the hardest thing about that process for you? Who
1: I would say (laughs) it's a good question. Um, I would say co- in the beginning, I would say, um, taking away things that helped me cope better, um, which alcohol, I stopped drinking the alcohol. So mm. I felt like my, my vice was kind of gone. Um, I was after long runs, I was used to getting whatever I wanted. Like pizza was my life at that time. And I was like, Okay, so I I wasn't able to, I made the choice. I'm not going to say I wasn't able to. I made the choice to not have those foods that I was used to. I was used to alcohol. I was used to kind of eating whatever I wanted. Um, Although I snacked pretty healthy, I was used to eating throughout the day, like snacks, even if they were peanuts or um, just or random stuff here and there, I would like, cause where I worked, I usually ate at my desk. So I would bring like a ton of snacks. So I had to kind of sit there with no snacks and just kind of and water, you know, drink water or coffee or something. So I wasn't used to just having minimal, minimal things. So I had to kind of wait and I wasn't eating for 16 hours. You know, I was doing the fasting. So that was different for me as well. And then I guess I would say after, you know, three or four weeks, your your body just adjust, it, it adjusts to it. Um, but in the beginning, it was not being able to have what I was used to having uh, yeah, on a daily especially,
0: basis. So you're, you're talking about using alcohol and using, you know, food, basically, as you said, like a coping mechanism or um, I'm, I, I call that like how we deal with our emotions, you know, it's like emotional eating or drinking. So, um, right. was that hard at first for you? Like, did you find that that was pretty challenging to like, you, cause you made a decision to stop drinking for, for a little while. I,
1: so that was difficult in the sense of, um, so this, and granted exercise was still every day for me too, at that time. So I never mm-hmm. missed a workout. But I had a schedule of working out or going for a run, cross train, whatever it may be, you know, having a glass of wine or two at night, um, making, you know, pasta, maybe getting a pizza, um, maybe making too much of, you know, whatever the food may have been. so just I, I had that routine of unhealthy habits. So when that was kind of taken away, that was difficult, especially if I had a stressful day at work or, you know, people piss me off and, you know, you want something, <laughs> I mean, we cannot relate. Right. Oh. So it's, it, it was hard to deal with certain things like that um, or go to an event or a party and other people that you're social drinking, you know, and however you want to put it, um, to having, you know, water or a diet soda or something when everybody else is having this or that. And they're like, "Oh, what are you doing? Like you're not drinking, you know, things like that. It's like, well, no, actually I'm not. Cause I'm, you know, making that choice, but it, it was difficult to adjust to that in the beginning. So and then, and then did it get easier? Oh, super easier. It's for somebody who drank alcohol, whether it was one glass of alcohol, whether it's going out after a group run and going to a brewery, you know, and and just being after a race and drinking to drinking almost every day or um, on the weekends with friends after 10 miles or brunch or mimosas to now. The last time I had, I had a half a beer was when I finished that ultra marathon in July. And I couldn't even taste it because my taste buds are so different now. Now. So, and I don't miss it at all. Wow. And for me, that is huge because I was so used to that for so long where it's now, it's like, it's just not in my life anymore. It's not a part of it anymore. Um, and I never would have thought in a million years, I would say that. Yeah. I mean, I have gone to barbecues and, and, brought my own stuff. Everyone's drinking, having fun. And I had, I still have a great time. I just choose to, to not, I mean, I could, if I wanted, I just, I don't, I don't have the urge like I do, which is in a good way.
0: That's beautiful because with the urge being there, like when you have this desire for alcohol or for food, whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. and you're trying not to do it, but the desire is still there. That's really hard to do. That's where most people find themselves kind of white knuckling it and trying to get through right. it. But when you get to the point where the urge is gone, where the desire is gone, then it's no big deal. You can just like, right go to the party and hang out. And you're not craving, you don't think you're, you know, uh, missing out on something. Uh, You know, you're not craving that thing. So that's super awesome. And I want you guys to know that are watching. um, If you guys have questions for Kelly, go ahead and drop them in the comments and we'll get to all the questions at the end. Um, so you got through this place where you were eating a lot, you were drinking, you, you changed these habits, you know, what started to anyway, and, mm-hmm. and then things started to get a little bit easier for you. So let's talk about that. Like, when did you know? Cause I know that like getting fat adapted is tough. There's a transition period, right? When you're running mm-hmm. and there's a period where running is pretty terrible, right? <laughs> like how hard was it to get through that? And then what's running like for you now?
1: So I would say maybe week five to six is where I started to feel kind of crappy during the fat adaptive with the longer mileage and with the heat coming. Um, I had done, there was a three hour run and it was kind of the same mile loop every time. And it was in PA, it was a trail and each loop there was this, terrible incline uphill and I was just super mad. I couldn't get up there as fast as I wanted to. I was literally taking two to three breaks, even trying to like hike up there. Granted it was pretty wild, the incline. I just felt like trash, but I feel you just keep going anyway. Um, I, I still made it through the three hours. I'm not going to give up, but I knew going into it just by the research and just by listening to you and ha- getting the knowledge that that that's what it's going to be like. Cause your body is used to all of the things you were doing to it before. And then, you know, you're taking some of that out. It's almost like your body's trying to cleanse itself and, and reset. So I feel like that's part of like the reset prog- or process. So that was difficult. Um, And there was another time where I had like a longer run and I was just getting aggravated. And I started walking and probably swore a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Just do what you got to do, you know? And then I might've told you about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, I just, I feel like I'm not doing what I need to be doing. You know, it's, I'm slower, but then it must've been maybe three weeks later and I felt like a brand new person. So it wasn't probably was week six when I felt not great. And maybe a few weeks after that, I, I started to feel different, better. My yeah. body adjusted to the schedule, to the food, to getting rid of things were, that were not fueling my, my body, I guess to say.
0: Yeah. So you, you, you know, adapt, uh, uh, embrace this whole low carb approach to running. You got through the fat adaptation period. It was a little bit challenging. It was a little terrible. (laughs) Kelly's always very honest with me about how she's feeling. So I remember that. Um, and then I remember you telling me about your 50 K because you had this 50 K planned and Mm -hmm. you had a a pretty good experience at that 50 K. Tell us about that.
1: Well, I feel like a lot of the races that I do are never, the weather is always downpour. So that was the first thing. 24 hours before the run, it was nothing but downpour the whole night. So we're in the hotel room and I'm like, great, great. And you just hear it, it's just heavy. And so we got to the start, I think it was seven and it started at eight and it was just total down downpour. Granted, this was a trail 50K um, and I knew it was going to be sloppy. I knew it was going to be a mess, but I was with two girls that I always run with just fantastic group of women. And we were going to embrace it anyway. It's never going to be perfect running conditions. You just figure it out and you do it. So we did, we did it. Um, they did have a lot of, and all to my due, I brought only the noon tablets. That's what I use. Um, And I did have some coffee before. So I was feeling pretty good. Um, And I would say maybe mile 10 or 11. They had some um, like rest areas and stuff where they had people there. So they had electrolytes, water. um, And usually if anyone who does trail, they know a lot of this stuff is kind of garbage that they're going to give you there. There's a lot of candy, fish, goldfish, cookies, you know? So I ended up doing like a couple pickle shots that they had there. mile. I want to say 18, 19 is when I started to feel a little bit cranky that I knew I was like, okay, I need something here. So I ended up having a half of a banana, um, some pickles and I felt fantastic. And I just had my new tablets. Um, and I didn't need anything else. So, and then after, which was cool, they, you know, have food for you. They have stuff for vegetarians, meat eaters, whatever. So they had bean burgers, which I like and mix it with whatever you want. So, and I felt fine. I wasn't sick. I had no major GI issues during that run. Um, And the conditions were absolutely out of control. So (laughs) the same loop twice that we did, there was a lot of people who dropped out who didn't do it. Um, There was even people who went as far as did the 50 miler and it just downpoured the whole time. The second loop we did, it was barely runnable. Um, You had water up to your knees, people were falling and we, we just did it. So it was, and i did it with barely any anything to eat. so and i felt great. i felt great. so yeah, that was awesome. i felt really good which a couple years ago if i did something like that i would have probably felt like i had to eat two meals doing something like that. so but i felt great and that was the first time where i got done with a run and just felt fantastic.
0: So that's so awesome. It
1: was, good. it was a really good feeling.
0: Yeah. And to be able to do a 50 K, which, you know, that's a good, that's a long time you're out there running. It's like between, you know, I don't know, five and eight hours, depending on how long it takes you. And especially in those conditions, you were probably on the higher end of that was
1: about, um, I was six and a half hours.
0: What was it? Six and a half.
1: Something like
0: that. Yeah. So that's a long time to be out there running and to just be like, oh, yeah, I had like a half a banana and some electrolytes. That's so awesome. Um, And another thing I didn't mention is that you're doing this and you've been doing this as a vegetarian. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's really hard to do the low carb thing as a vegetarian or if you're a vegan or something like that. So was that extra hard for you? Because it, I don't, I don't remember that being really that much of a challenge for you.
1: I have to say I would hundred percent disagree with somebody who would say that that's difficult. Um, even so I would say maybe two years ago, I did incorporate, um, fish into my diet. So I was vegetarian for, Many years I was an overweight vegetarian, is what I was. Um, but the last couple of years I did include fish. So even if I didn't eat fish, I could tell you what I did is there's so many options. You there's bean burgers. If you don't want to buy them, you can make your own. You could do the Beyond Sausage. I think they taste incredible. I eat them almost every single day, to be quite honest with you. Um, You could do mushrooms. You could do all the greens you want. Um, You could do fish. I love salmon. I do salmon or haddock at least two to three times a week. Um, If you don't like fish, all you have to do, like, I mean, tofu is, I marinate tofu. I put tofu in buffalo sauce. You could do whatever you want to it. You could grill it. You could saute it. There's just so many options. Um, you know, I have that a lot of the time with broccoli. Uh, you can put that with the shredded cheese. You could do marinated Brussels sprouts and buffalo sauce. I put buffalo sauce on everything. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> there's just, there's way more options than you think. I was like that in the beginning. I, I was like, hmm. So then I had looked before I worked with you. And I can tell you I've never eaten so many eggs in my life until I started until I until I started this process. I love eggs. You can scramble, omelet, pickled, however you want. I've fallen in love with eggs. Eggs are awesome. Avocados do the trick. There's just so many, so many options. And you could fill your plate with all of these different things. And it's, it's awesome. There There's so much food, so many different things you can have. You just have to, you know, look it up. I did a lot of research on different foods I could have. You have a pamphlet that says foods that, you know, you recommend. Um, to me, it was not even, it wasn't even difficult, not even for a second with not eating meat. So. Yeah, and
0: one of the Not things, you, yeah, one of the things you mentioned was like the beyond product, like the beyond meat products, which are, <laughs> are, um, gluten-free they're, um, uh, so they're, they're like plant-based burgers and mm-hmm. sausages, um, but they don't have a lot of carbs in them either. And they don't use, you know, wheat or anything like that. And, um, so they're, they're kind of made for people like you who are doing more of a low carb type of thing. And then want a good source of protein. So they're loaded with, um, good quality protein, like pea protein right. and stuff. And like there's that.
1: yogurt too. A lot yeah. of the yogurts that I buy that have very low sugar, have like 16 grams of protein. Um, there's just a lot of options at the store that you wouldn't think, but I think it's super easy to yeah. do it without. Being a vegetarian, you could being a vegan. All you're doing is cutting out all the carbs. It's, it's easier than you think.
0: Yeah. For I'm sure. glad you said that because I think, I think that's true. I believe that that is true. It is easier than you think, but I think it's just, people have this concept of like, if you're going to do low carb, then you've got to be eating a bunch okay. of meat. And that's just really not the case. You just don't have no, to do that. We just, okay. we take out all the garbage. <laughs> We, we stick to eating real food. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, um, uh, uh, okay. So you set out at the beginning, I remember when you and I started out, you, you were talking about losing a little bit of weight. You're like, I just want to lose maybe 10 or 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then I remember on the very last day that we, we, our last coaching call, you're like, here's my yeah. weight. And you had lost how much exactly?
1: Well, now it's 22 pounds, 22 so pounds. I- Yeah. So my goal weight, this is, let me see, eight pounds less than my original goal weight with you. I had a number between this number, between that number. And then I even, and I didn't even do it on, I don't even do it on purpose. That's the, that's the thing. Like, this is just, I don't even, the best part for me, this is why I think it's so easy you don't have to track everything. You don't have to keep pressing numbers into a phone. Um, I did use that carb Adatla um, that carb app.
0: Carb manager, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. And I tried that. I did that for a month just so I knew what was in certain foods that I didn't really know before. I don't even use that at all now. I don't have to track anything. Yeah. It's just. My it's just what my life it's just what I eat and I don't pay attention to it anymore. So that's awesome, it's just a normal day for me.
0: And that's sustainable because, like, I don't think it's sustainable to be tracking your food every single day. I really don't. I don't think that's a good idea um, because then we 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 start to get a little too obsessed with this stuff, you know. Um, I I encourage people to understand what their kind of macros look like and what a uh what a day looks like of what they're eating like how does this all break down? Like what are the calories look like? What are the carbs look like? What does the protein look like? But at the end of the day, we want to just be like, you know, let's put all that stuff away and just make Mm -hmm. this like a a lifestyle like you've done Kelly, which is so cool. Um, So you recently did another uh, ultra event and Mm -hmm. um, you did a Ragnar relay, but you did it. Um, in a little bit of a different way. Tell us what you guys did there.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So before COVID, we I was signed up for a Ragnar to do in West Virginia and then COVID happened. So it got canceled. So then we just had it like a month ago. Yeah. Mid-August. So we did West Virginia. So I I was on um, there must have been 35 people total, like just from our group, but people came from all over the place. But in our group alone, there was some people that had a team of eight, team of seven. We were a women's ultra team. We had four. And then there was another women's that came with us. There were a team of four. Then there's people from all over. They had ultras or they just had, you know, regular teams and it was awesome. It was a really, really cool experience. And I would say, so it's interesting, so I would say two years ago, I would think that I was going to be not the weakest link on the team, but but just maybe you know the person who may be the slowest one on the team, which at that time, I'm like, it's all right, you know no worries you you don't really have a lot of goals. you're just there to quote unquote have fun so throughout this time, I have just seen. So much progress in just my speed, my endurance, my overall health. So I was like, F that I'm coming. I'm going to like, I'm going to see what I can do during this thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to go out and it's going to be awesome. So when you have an ultra team, you do two loops at a time. And so you'll have two loops and then two loops at night and then two loops in the morning. So this was like 26 hours um and then i had a night run which was a 10 miler and you know you have your headlamp there's bear there's roots everywhere <laughs> there's boulders it's technical you have to climb it was wild you know but it was beautiful it was cool um the adventure was awesome and by then you know you're just dead after the night runs you're not really paying attention to your times you're not paying attention to a lot of stuff you're just there you know you're able to see like strong people running um you know friendships and people having fun laughing such a fun supportive environment so as we got into the morning and we're on you know our last loops someone was like you know You guys are on track to get first place in the women's ultra. I'm like, no, really? And I was probably delirious. I mean, I didn't sleep in, I don't know, 30 hours. And I was like, that's pretty sweet. So I had a friend that she was on our team. She ended up having some GI issues. So I ran her loop at the end. And then another girl ran one of mine, and then I ran the last one. So then we we're finished, and they said this is the first place women's Ragnar. So we came in first. That's so and awesome! I, it was so cool, and it was like, and I was telling you that I mean it, that was cool experience. But I'm going to just tell everybody this because I think it's so important. I, a girl on my team, she has lost over a hundred pounds. I had to be, I just met her within the last month and I didn't know her backstory. I I haven't known anything except for, I see her at the gym. She does a lot of obstacle course stuff. She loves to do the running and she finished and she started crying and she was like, I never would have thought, In my life, I would do anything like this. And she's like, I'm so happy. I I can't even tell you. And that is what was important to me. It wasn't about the first place. It was about seeing somebody else who reached a goal and who was in a place where they needed help and support. So it wasn't until a couple of weeks later that she had a before and after picture and I was floored. I just couldn't even believe it. It was her. And she was on my team. And I just was like, you're just so amazing. I'm so happy for you. You made this experience even that much better for me. Um, And then I kind of, you know, I got home when it sunk in, I'm like, oh, we got first place, you know, then it's like getting all like, this is awesome. I've never been in this situation before, you know, So I was looking at the results when it came to my legs. And I was like, I want to just compare them to like the other girls on my team. And I want to compare them to maybe some of the other ladies who ran just to see where I was at. And I'll tell you, I was like at the same kind of pace or better than a lot of women. I would have never thought that it would be like that with, and that's when I knew I am getting so much stronger because I'm at such and not even on purpose. Like it's just, I'm just getting faster and stronger and, you know, mentally and physically. So that experience was awesome. But this just an icing on the cake to be like,
0: Oh, we got first place. That's well, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want you to downplay this at all because you are doing this on oh. purpose. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. are doing this on purpose. Like this is something you've been really focused yeah. on is getting stronger and faster. And, and yeah. this is one of the reasons why you set out to do this in the first place. And when you, right. when you lose 22 pounds, running is going to be easier, you know, and you're going to be faster. You're going to be a, a little more powerful as a runner. Um, and then I remember you telling me, and I want you to share this like picture in your mind of like what it was like. You you mentioned like seeing somebody at that race at that ultra and all the like food or goose or whatever that they had uh, oh, versus versus what you yeah. had. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just really funny, like where I'm at now. So I brought what I brought, I brought bananas. Um, I brought, um, in the stores, they have like, a a keto granola, like very low sugar. almost like a trail mix, like a cleaner trail mix.
0: Mostly nuts. Yeah.
1: Correct. And then I brought, um, waters, renewing tablets. (sighs) That was it.
0: Yeah. It's a whole whole lot of nothing really.
1: (laughs) It is. And I knew they were going to have food trucks there anyway um, because I researched before. So I knew that there was going to be stuff that I could eat and there's no grills or anything. So I'm not going to bring it. So we're with a bunch of different people. And so there's like just one big tent with a canopy with just tons of food in there. I mean, you name it, you eat it. Like there's like, I couldn't even believe it. There were Doritos, Oreos, sodas, ginger ale, sandwich meat, bread. And and Granted, there's food trucks there. And I'm just like, oh, God, if I eat any of that, like, it's over. Like, there's no way I'm going to feel good on the runs. Because, I mean, you're in the wilderness. There's no restrooms out there, you know? (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) I mean...
0: I I know what you mean.
1: (laughs) One of those things, you know, so I didn't eat anything. You know, I had for dinner, I knew I wasn't going to eat anything until after my first two loops were done. So I had, I had a 3.5 and then a 4.5. And then I was like, okay, then I'm going to eat dinner. I don't want to eat really before. So they had, uh, like a bean burger, which I knew that they would have. Um, They had eggs there. They had coffee. They had, and then I had my own stuff. So I had like the night run that stuff saved me because you're feeling kind of crappy already. You haven't been sleeping. You have to do 10 miles in the dark. You don't know what's going to be behind some of these boulders. So it's like, that's when I was, you know, had my banana, they had coffee. Um, you know, if I wanted the trail mix, it was there and I was fine. I had no stomach issues and I was up for many hours and I felt, pretty good, even on no sleep. So
0: yeah, that's awesome. That's a good sign of that adaptation right there for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember you describing like you looked over and saw some somebody, some guy, maybe that you were, you know, someone on the runner out there and he had this bag of like, uh, goose and gels and just like so much stuff. And you were thinking to yourself, like how many weeks do you plan on being out here with all that stuff that you brought with you, you know, bars and shoes and all kinds of stuff.
1: And there's people drinking like a ton of beers there. Oh, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, God. Like, I just can't. I can't even imagine while you're doing that. And then, okay, here, go for your 10 miles. Have a great time. It's like, no way. But, oh, yeah, gosh. it was nice. I don't have to pack like that anymore. You know, you're already nervous enough about a run the next day. And when you don't. And who wants to bring a load of food? I sure didn't. So, as long as you plan I feel like you're going to be just fine. Oh yeah, just for make sure. sure that you can eat and bring your own if there's not. Not a big awesome. deal.
0: So, anything else you want to share with us, Kelly? This has been really fun uh, talking with you. Um, but any other thoughts on any of this stuff?
1: Well, I know I've told you many times, but I have to say, what I've learned the most, it. it and what I'm most happy about, it's not about the weight loss. I think in the beginning, people have that mindset of I just want to lose weight and you know, be this or be that. It has really overall helped me in my life. You know, I, I have a new job now. I'm I have mental clarity, I'm physically stronger, faster, I've become a better person. You know, I'm volunteering on Tuesdays for Special Olympics and I do track and field. There's so many things I'm doing to better myself because of this process. Um, And it's not, you know, just about the food. It's just about you as a person and how do you want to spend your life and what do you want from it? And I would say anyone who's on the fence about working with you or getting the coaching, it is the best investment You could ever do for yourself a hundred percent it's worth it it's your life it's you know becoming a better you know sister um helps me become a better aunt spouse friend um employee just all of those things once you get your health under control everything else just falls into place and that's just honesty so That's the bigger picture is, and it's investing in yourself. You owe it to yourself Um, and people who are listening, you know, they're listening for a reason and they might be thinking, maybe this is something I'd want to do. And, but I'm just not sure. And if you're not sure, do it, just do it. You have nothing, nothing to lose everything to gain and it's get your life, you know, life back.
0: So. Yeah, there's this. Well, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. But there's this real um, ripple effect that happens. And I talk about this a lot. It's like mm-hmm. you. We, we worry sometimes that we're being selfish. You know, we worry that sometimes we're like, oh, and, you know, taking care of myself, you know, and getting this coaching and losing the weight and getting healthy. Now that's just me being selfish. It's like, no, it's not being selfish at all. Your health is the most important thing that you have. And when you yeah. become healthy and when you feel good about yourself and you feel good mentally, emotionally, and physically, that has a ripple effect. It, you know, you're, you're more fun to be around, you know, and you get more work done and you're a better mom and you're a better parent and you're a better spouse and all those things that you just mentioned. So I'm glad you said that because, you know, it's one thing to hear me talking about this stuff, but to hear your experience and to hear you actually say that this is what you've uh, experienced and, and how it's worked for you. This is really cool. So right. I just want to say, thank you, Kelly, for like being here and sharing all this stuff with us. It's been awesome.
1: Well, thank you for everything. Like I say, you're one in a million and you, you are, and you're, you, you help advocate and, you know, you, you give people the knowledge and the tools and you're supportive and it's, it, it can just, you're there to help people. And when people make the changes for the better, like I said, you, you came into my life at such an interesting time when I really needed it. And if I didn't start listening to a podcast, like, I would have never met you. It's just like, what are the chances, you know? And then here I am, I'm just, I'm just a better better version of myself right now. So it's, it's great.
0: Oh my gosh, Kelly is so awesome. Thank you so much Kelly for the conversation that we had. It was so, so fun. And remember September is four weeks to fat adapted running month over in the running lean coaching group. You will learn exactly how to become a lean fat burning running machine and become the healthiest version of yourself Yet, just go to running forward slash join and join us over there. Well, I hope you all got something out of this episode today. And if you did, please consider sharing it with a friend. Love you all. Keep on running lean, and I'll talk to you soon. If you're a runner and you've been struggling to lose weight, or you keep losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again or you're finally ready to get to your natural weight and stay there for good this time, then I have something you will love. I've created a powerful new training just for you called Running Mean for Life. You'll learn exactly how to transform yourself into a lean, fat-burning running machine so you can run without bonking, lose weight without calorie counting, and develop the habits required to make it last for life. To get this free training right now, go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash lean for life and start your transformation today.